0: I don't even know how to get into this one.
1: I, I was going to say, what are you about to say? Do yeah. You know?
0: um, I still don't know. I still don't know how to get into it. Um, okay. Um, 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 it's a weird time. And and we got more stuff to get into. Let's do it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth.
1: And I am your other host, Andrea. And in case this is your first time around here, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Uh, Just a couple of notes, we are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although if either of those things happen, we definitely want to know.
0: Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and just say the thoughts and opinions shared on Dropping Sunday do not represent uh, <laughs> any organization that any person or guest on this show uh, may be a part of. Uh, you can join and tell us your thoughts and opinions by, uh, by commenting, reaching out on all the socials. We're at Dropping Sunday. Andrea, how's your heart?
1: Um, you know, I- I'll, answer, I'll answer that really honestly today. My yeah. heart is doing pretty good. Really? It's doing pretty good. Okay. Yes. So, um, just, I'll speak candidly. I got laid off from my job last week. Uh Uh-huh. But I had a phone interview this morning. Nice. For a position. And I'm waiting on a call about another position. um, And then I had a call on Monday. So, let's just say things are looking up. Yeah. um, And as scary as last week was, things are looking much better today. So... I'm very thankful for that. Very thankful. So.
0: Well, I'm really sorry to uh, to bring you down with uh, with this with this show today after after <laughs> this what was. particular topic. I know, right? Uh, so.
1: Well, you know, I'd rather start it from a good place than start it from a really bad place. So. That's fair
0: enough. That's fair enough. Well, you know, here's here's the deal, right? Um, we're going to be having some some. Awkward conversations today about uh, about some things that have been going on. You can check the title and figure out what. But before we do that, I thought uh, a good thing to do would be to maybe catch the uh, the opinion, the perspective of someone who I really do trust when it comes to uh, theological points of view, um, someone who is well-studied, someone who doesn't get worked up and not really emotional about things. So what I thought we would do is, um, is maybe get our friend, uh, Shayler on the phone. Uh, Shayler, are you there, buddy? Yeah. Hey, I'm here. Okay. Fantastic. Um,
2: is that a, you guys are laughing? Like uh, it's not an apt
0: description, but I feel like,
2: I feel like well, we're doing it. Okay. I mean, when you started off, you're very complimentary so much so that I thought, I can't wait to hear myself speak. (laughs) And then you, and then you threw in the uh, doesn't get emotional about things. And I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's true too. I mean, sometimes, sometimes,
0: Well, okay, so before yeah. we really kind of get into any of the the news or any of the updates that we might be looking at, uh Shaler, we always like to kind of get people's guestimonies. So would you mind uh just kinda of giving okay. us a brief rundown of uh who you are, where you know, what, what your really kind of what your life has looked like, faith life, if you want to. If not, we can just dive straight in. But uh but a little bit of a guestimony I don't think would hurt.
2: Uh, okay. Well, yep, yeah, like you said, my name's Shaler. Um My wife is Natalie. We've been married just over five years in November, which has been wonderful. I have a one-year-old daughter, which has completely changed my life for the better. Um, I've been on staff at Bethesda for, gosh, 10 years now, which is, uh, I find that really hard to believe. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, I did grow up at at, at the church, um, so I'm 37 years old, and it's a church that I've been <clears throat> a, a member at my entire life, and then it's been in the last 10 years that I've come on staff and been able to serve there. Um, before I was uh, a staff member at the church, I spent a little bit of time in professional baseball as an umpire. I did that. Um basically for my entire twenties. So, uh, so I, that's a life where you live it on the road. You're gone all the time. Uh, not you travel eight to nine months out of the year. Um, and that was, that was fun, but, uh, but yeah, so here I am.
0: So <laughs> I want to, I want to, um, you know, we, we may take this part out. I don't know. I may leave it in. Uh, Shayla, sure. when, when when you first met me, uh, how'd you feel about me? Were you a big fan of, of Seth? <laughs> no, I was not. Yeah, no, listen. <laughs> you're, you're, that's, you're, there's plenty of company in that bucket. That's fine. No, so, so much so.
2: I, I think so much so that I was actually avoiding meeting you for the first time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, wow. outside,
2: and, uh, but since then, I've... It, Listen, you you won me over because what a lot of people don't know is uh, I invited you, specifically you, on a last-minute trip that I took to China. And and I would not – I just don't invite people that I don't like to China with me. That's fair. So – that's, so that's, I mean, you're you're in my you're in my circle of trust. Yeah, we I got mean, there, I, and, I, and I actually mean that sincerely.
0: No, no, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we we got there eventually. I'm uh, you know I'm of one of these people that you denied died.
2: me and did not come on my trip. But yeah,
0: okay. Well, in all fairness, I had just started a new job, and I could not be like, uh, hey, boss, <laughs> I need to. Uh, I know I just started last week, but I'm gonna need to take two weeks off so I can go to Disneyland <laughs> in Shanghai. Um, <laughs> Looking back though, it I seems feel reasonable like that, to me uh, it reasonable. yeah, I feel like I should have done that.'s what I feel like, so <laughs> you, you know
2: what you should have,
0: yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> one thing that I think uh you know people who know you probably know uh they may not be aware at the intensity level of this, but you are a Disney fan, uh yeah,
2: and uh. Specifically more of the theme park side of things. Okay. Um so when sometimes when you say a Disney fan, I I, I don't sit around and watch princess movies all day. Um actually I, I do more of that now. <laughs> yeah because I was my about daughter to say. loves <laughs> <laughs> I do more well, of that ready. now now than I ever have in my life because my daughter loves Princess Aurora from Sleeping mm, Beauty. Yeah but uh okay. but i but i do love theme parks i love theming i love the design i love the engineering uh and i think that that specifically disney and universal too but uh, um disney does it better than anybody so much so that i've been to all the parks around the world except for tokyo so i've been to the parks in paris i've been to the parks in hong kong i've been to the parks in shanghai uh, and then obviously anaheim and orlando so yeah. i'm 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 a geek about it
0: that's good. That's good. Yeah. So,
2: and uh, I would really rather talk about that for this podcast instead of what you want me to talk about.
0: That well, no. Um, <laughs> I listen. I mean,
2: that's much that, more heartfelt. That's much more happy.
1: I mean, I understand. <laughs> I kind of think I might rather too. <laughs>
0: Andre and I didn't really like
1: mm-hmm. kind of
0: talk before the show about everything that we were going to talk about. So I'm going to throw some things out there and I just kind of see, want to okay. see what you guys, uh, guys think about some different things. Um, I apologize in advance. So, uh, um, so Justin Bieber, uh, apparently is, uh, there was rumors going around that he was studying to become a pastor. Did you guys, did
2: you
1: guys, I saw that. Um,
2: <laughs> w- wasn't that one de- debunked? It was, it was, was that a rumor that that he then said that's not really true, or someone said that that's not really true?
0: Yeah, he actually put it out on his Instagram uh in an all caps, um, over the headline, uh, saying that I- I'm not studying to be a minister or anything close to that, I have no desire, that is fake news. Uh, and by the way, okay. no- and then he says, by the way, Hillsong is not my church. For clarity, I am a part of church home. So
2: I don't um, know what church home is. I think, uh, I I'm think not. it's,
0: it's another like uh, sexy celebrity type of church type situation. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Is it like a glo- global campus thing? Is it like a globo church or is it like they more of a, is it located in a place or is it just some virtual church everywhere?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really I mean, just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying I only brought it up to kind of pivot into the fact that, um, the question marks came as a lot of people are, um, are, are resigning from Hillsong, uh, one of which yeah. who was asked to resign or forcibly fired. I don't really remember which one was, uh, was Carl Lentz. Um, is everybody yeah. familiar with who Carl Lentz is? Yes, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know a- who he is. Andrea, give me a description <laughs> of Carl Lentz. What, what would you say? A physical description, or well, I mean, you could just describe his uvra if you'd like. I think that's probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is ex- when you picture a celebrity pastor. Um, hold on. When you picture a pastor to celebrities, yeah, oh. he's exactly what you would imagine. Yeah. The glasses that may or may not be real, but they're the wire frames, big, big on his face, very swooped hair, super hipster, trendy outfits and accessories and clothes, and just when you are picturing a pastor to celebrities, he fit the bill physically to me yeah. anyway.
0: Yeah, lots, lots of not tats.
1: To... Um. Mm-hmm. His shoes may
0: or may not have been on the uh, preachers with sneakers web, you know, <laughs> Instagram thread. Um I feel like everything that he wears Probably more than once. Yeah, definitely. I feel like everything that he wears if you add it up is probably worth more than my entire wardrobe and I have to wear like nice suits for work. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like his mm-hmm. his t-shirts that are cut all the way down to the like the the arms are completely cut all the way down to like the waistline, so that you can see. I guess for I guess for girls it's called side boobs, but for guys it would be what like side ab. I don't know. I don't know, Shayla. Why don't you wear stuff like that? You're a you you're a youth pastor.
2: Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Seth.
0: Hard-hitting questions. I'm just asking. Why, why? Hold
2: on, we we haven't. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We haven't prepped for any of this stuff. <laughs> we never no, do. I don't, know, I don't know what questions you're going to ask me. Uh, I we do, don't either. <laughs> I feel like I reserve the right to uh, have some things bleeped out. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, yes, please.
2: Man, mm-hmm. I don't, and I and I have listened to a few of your shows, and I have heard Andrea ask for some things to be bleeped out that were not. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen to me.
1: I don't you've also heard some things bleeped out that didn't need to be bleeped out
2: but you know whatever oh man you know what Uh, (laughs) that's why don't I dress like that yeah yeah um, yeah. so I dress pretty much the same way that I did when I was in high school I'm a jeans and a t-shirt kind of guy yeah and I've all I kind of think that I'll be a jeans and a t-shirt kind of guy when I'm 70 um um uh, my parents get on to me on Sunday morning about not wearing a sport coat sometimes if I have to speak. Um and honestly, the reason that is is because I'm uh too fat right now and I don't want to go buy one. And I keep having these illusions that I'm gonna lose weight and fit back into what I already have. <clears throat> um but I'm I, I'm a simple guy. I I'm a jeans and a t-shirt kind of guy, and uh it's easy, it's comfortable couple pairs of jeans rotate some t-shirts and i i just that's about how much thought i put into what i how i dress
0: well that's fair enough but carl lenz he wears those uh eight hundred dollar t-shirts the six hundred dollar jeans he's got those the 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 sneakers that are like 1500 bucks so i mean
2: you know um <laughs> i i i actually man said <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I know some. that's you can good, say, good for Carl,
0: Okay, listen. I will. I will edit out anything you want me to edit out. I really will. You can you know, speak for you. Uh,
2: okay, I will say this. Uh, coming from from baseball, I I I have had um clo not clo- clothing or or equipment endorsements, so that I got some things that. Um, that I didn't have to pay for, I you know let's be nice. I don't I don't know what kind of deals he has. Oh uh-huh, okay, and maybe maybe you know X company says, hey Carl Lentz speaks in front of this many people all the time, so we're going to supply him, uh, work up a contract so that he wears our stuff at you know this many this many dates or or whatever. That I, that could be a possibility. Uh, I you know I know some people that that is the case with. Um,
0: hold hold up, the, hold up. I'm sorry. Reverse. No, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Are you, because this is news to yeah. me. Are you telling me that there are pastors with merch deals?
2: Uh, Okay. Singers with merch deals. Okay. I know some singers with merch deals. Sorry, not, not pastors. And I know tons of athletes with, I mean, I've of had course. a merch
0: deal. Of course. Yeah.
2: So, and I wasn't even an athlete. I was an umpire. Right. So, it, you know, I it, it's, you know, be work a game in front of 10,000 people every single day. And so, you know, they, these companies come to spring training, give you a box of stuff and, you know, they you know, it's whatever. So I'm, <laughs> uh, I do not know any pastors with merch deals. Um, but I'm just saying that that thing exists and maybe that's the case. I also think though, that <clears throat> as a pastor, um, you have to be, Uh, sometimes if you go that route, I I think it can be tone deaf to the people in your congregation that are struggling. Um, I know that, like, for example, my dad is um, a pastor and been a music minister, and he's always had uh, an outside career so that he was not completely dependent upon uh, a church salary to provide for our family. And so, as a musician is what he did. We had uh, some good days and we had some, some bad days. And even when things were going well, um, like my parents have always uh, been mindful of the cars that they drove to church because other people are pulling into the church that day that that might not have had a good year. And Mm. how are you going to minister to, and how are you going to relate to people um, if, if you Uh, flaunt that kind of lifestyle. And I think you have to be mindful of that. Um,
0: You also have to be (laughs) mindful of the fact that you are a pastor and that, uh, you know, the way you treat your family is kind of important. Like maybe uh, don't have an affair. And so that is why uh, Carl was asked to be stepped down. We talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago that that news came out and, uh, when it came out, he was kind of treated as, um, I, mean, I don't know, like what's, what's, what's a good phrase for how he was exited, Andrea?
1: Oh gosh. What would be the, the best way he, he I, was, how was he, he
2: exited? I don't, I don't, I mean, I know he was, well, I know he was fired, but like, what, what else are you looking for?
1: Well, I mean, it, well, it I, I think
0: publicly
2: hated
1: th- the he, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that.
2: Are you are you asking how he was treated by Hillsong Church or how he was treated by people that l- were looking on from a distance? Yes.
1: <laughs> All of it. Hillsong Church, I think at first they tried to, I don't want to say, they didn't try to sweep it under the rug, but they did try to keep it quiet. They just said that he had stepped down. He was the one that came out and said, it was a moral failure, if I remember correctly, he was when he posted uh he posted on his social media a response that said he had had a moral failure, and that was why he was stepping aside. I don't think that at first Hillsong Church and uh Brian Houston stated that. Am I wrong? Do you remember?
0: I don't think that they did either. I think they just said it's time to go yeah we've we've mm-hmm. made a separation.
2: I don't blame them for that. I mean, there's nope, no sense in in airing out your dirty Mm-mm. laundry. My guess would be, and I'm not an expert on these things that uh Lance had to come out with it because the girl was about to yeah, and he wanted to get out in front of
1: it yeah i
2: I mean I don't know that that's what happened, but that that's probably what happened.
1: I'm sure I'm sure that sounds about right yeah we got there
0: there's some p r spin. Yeah, that needs to happen for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, okay. Um,
0: I just want, I mean, it, when you look at how people responded to Carl Lentz and that when the news came out that he had um, had an affair um, and and that there was a, a moral failure, I think is the Christian buzzword that people like to use. Um, I don't even like the word affair. If you uh, If you go to a party, like you've attended an affair, you know what I'm saying? This is an adultery. <laughs> Like, let's call it what it is. It's sin. It's an adultery. Let's call it what it is, right? He committed adultery. Um, And he's not the first person to do it. He won't be the last. Uh, But he is a pastor, and he has to be mindful of that. And obviously, someone who is going to have uh, commit adultery um, with someone who's in their church, they can't be a pastor. If they're in the middle of that, they probably need to be removed from that position, Right.
2: For mm-hmm. sure, she was not Definitely. in his church, though. Oh, she was I not. Mean, not the, 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 no, she was not. Okay, but I mean, regardless, you know, I, I, I don't think that whether they attend your <laughs> church or not, I, that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, but,
0: uh, so here's the big question. This is what I want to get into, and I'm gonna I'm gonna toss oh, this man. question to Andrea first, and then and then we oh, can go man. to Shaylor because you know, uh, well, you know, we might oh, throw it man. to our guest first. <laughs>
2: Um, All right. <laughs> here's the question. For, should I just say real quick, I thought about this. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a huge fan of the, well, i just call them the super cool pastors. Okay. Um, and, and, and I'm not going to name who the other super cool pastors are, there, but I will say I'm not a huge fan of them. I, I did like of the super cool pastors. I liked Carl Lentz the most. Okay. Um, and that doesn't mean that I listen to his sermons. That doesn't mean that I, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not a fan of that genre for for some reason, and I can't quite quantify it. He he, he, I mean, it, yeah. Do I think it's you know, super cool pastors are really pretentious? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Did he fall in that category? In, in my opinion, yeah, a little bit. But um, I just I just liked him the most out of. Out of that group, which All could right. kind of tell you what I think of some of the rest of them
0: so, sure um <laughs> Andrea who's your favorite super cool pastor
1: um can I say my dad he's he's my favorite super cool pastor oh, oh my that's gosh. so I'm sorry oh, that's Pass. so nerdy I'm sorry here I, here's the thing I had i I was never a fan of Carl Lentz. he always gave me a weird vibe. But I never listened to anything, any of his sermons. So I, I, I never sought it out. So I just, and
2: and all that's true for me too. He gave yeah. me a weird vibe, but the, the, which, like I said, he right. was still the most likable of some mm-hmm. of the other ones that you know, uh, you know, in my mind, seemed
1: well. Who are some? Can... Who are some of the other ones? Just... Oh, we're
2: bleeping them out, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll bleep them out sure. for sure. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, totally.
2: A hundred percent. Okay. Um it just seems like those guys are trying real hard to be seen. Um mm. as opposed to you know I mean when you're really a pastor and this is the thing is like you know this is the question is are are they pastors or are they Christian speakers mm. who speak at a church weekly? Um because as a, a pastor you, you, man you're shepherding your your flock and you're shepherding people and when you get to have a congregation that size and I know that a lot of large churches then you know have organizational structures to try to make sure that their people are are covered but you know I it just seems like they're 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 speakers to me more than they actually Mm -hmm. are pastors I mean I'm sure they pastor a few people but yeah then, then the then the term becomes; pre, it starts to lose its meaning a little bit.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think all three of us have worked in uh, enough churches that we can understand that there are some people who are true pastors and some people that are great preachers and not necessarily mm-hmm. not necessarily good and, pastors.
2: Yeah. yeah, and like for me, I mean, I've been at my church for thirty-seven years, but. You know, And one of these days, my dad's going to fire me. And <laughs> I've mean, always said, probably, I, yeah. I would rather, yeah, no, it's, I mean, you know, I have no idea how many times it's almost happened. <laughs> um People, people get, get, get a little surprised when they say, gosh, we saw, we saw Dan get so upset. It looked like, you know, he was almost about to do this or that. I'm like, man, you guys haven't seen anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but sure. uh, get always give me a pastor before you give me a, a great speaker because um, mm. I I know how to feed myself. I know how to study the Bible. I, I have um, people that I listen to, and I have resources that I can tap into. And um, when I'm in the hospital or I, I need someone to pray for my family— I want a pastor and I don't want someone to get up there and give me a really zingy one-liner.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. There have been times when I've been like, um, oh, I know that guy off the stage. That's not the same guy, Mm. you know, and both in the positive and in the negative way. Right. Like there've been times like, ah, he's not the best speaker, but man, he's a good pastor. And there've been other times I've been Mm -hmm. like, he is a great speaker Does he know who I am? I've been going here for a while. (laughs) You know, like both of those things have happened for sure. Well, um, my favorite cool pastor is now and has always been. And so um (laughs) Oh my
2: gosh. Okay, so here we go. We are not gonna You know I have stories and (laughs) I'm not telling them. (laughs) Oh no, no, I wouldn't
0: ask you. This isn't that episode for sure. Um so Here, here's the question, right? Is it because he was a quote unquote cool pastor and he had a fall from grace that people were like gave him so much grief, but maybe didn't give as much grief to a guy like Ravi Zacharias?
2: All right, here we go. <laughs> um, I, I think so. Uh, and let me just say that, and I think I said this to Andrea in passing. Mm -hmm. a week or two ago that I I am like, I don't know why I feel more benevolent toward Robbie than I do Carl Lentz. Let me just say, my wife does not. My wife, my wife uh, is very disturbed by Robbie because basically I kind of want to, don't want to put words in her mouth, but basically she's like, he knew better and Carl Lentz was a circus clown. I mean, I, you know, I didn't expect, I didn't expect that from a guy like Carl Lentz, whereas Robbie, I, I did. And so she's much more benevolent toward Carl Lentz because she just, you know, had expected nothing of him Okay, where I, you know, where, where I feel, I feel more benevolent toward, toward Robbie. And I guess we do need to say, cause we haven't really said, you know, what, what did Robbie do?
1: Yeah. First of all, let's just say this is not the first time that sexual misconduct allegations have been made against Ravi. Uh, The first one that I remember was back in 2017, I believe, and it was found to be untrue let's just put it that way they well, they did an investigation did they did they
0: find it to be untrue or did they just say that it was untrue the
1: the statement that i'm that i read okay. today on the rzim website said that the board now they did not have an independent investigation for this the okay. this initial allegation that was made in 2017 but the board of rzim said that they reviewed the matter and concluded The following things. And there's five statements. You know, Ravi Zacharias was never physically alone with Mrs. Thompson, nor did he send her photos. He didn't solicit. There's no evidence that he solicited photos of her. Uh, Ravi addressed his communication with Mrs. Thompson in his December 2017 statement. And we agree with him that it was wrong to have engaged in ongoing communication uh but he immediately disclosed the fact to Mrs. Thompson that um he should have sorry they believe he should have immediately disclosed but anyway so that was that allegation now i have heard that it's possible that if they had had a third party independent investigation maybe those they would not have come to that conclusion but now in august of last year of 2020 there were more allegations made against Ravi. Now, of course, at this time, Ravi had passed away in May of 2020. So he had had already passed a few months before these allegations were made and before they had found out about them. So they engaged with a company called Miller and Martin PLLC to investigate and basically said take it wherever your investigation leads you, so that's what they've done. Third-party company started investigating. Now, here are what the allegations are. These were made by several women that worked at a couple of different wellness spas in Atlanta that Ravi was a co-owner of. He owned part of these spas. I don't know how much. I don't know if it was 50% or probably less based on what I've read. And it's said that he had um engaged in inappropriate touching and basically showing himself to these women in the course of receiving treatment from them. I assume it was massage therapy of some sort. Don't know that for sure, it doesn't say um it doesn't say who the allegations uh who made the allegations. But that's kind
0: of yeah where we are, and, and that that's what the the report says. There's some uh, other information out there from different news sources that have kind of dug in. Uh, specifically, Newsweek is the yeah. one that I was looking at, where he had requested something quote more than a massage. Um, there's implications mm-hmm. that he may have um, Louis C.K.ed about fifty times. <laughs> Uh i'm that's that's mm-hmm. the best way that I'm gonna put it on this show. That's how that happens i don't google that if you don't know what that means, please don't google it this is not that this is not that show um so <laughs> so here's the question right Obviously this is wrong i i I'm going to hashtag believe women I'm going to do it. I'm going to say that like based off of the information that's out there, based on the third party, they're saying that this did happen. At the end of January, sometime in February, there's going to be a full report saying everything that happened. Um, so we have two different points of view that Shaler brought, right? That some people are a little bit more magnanimous towards Ravi. Some people, they weren't expecting that much from Carl Lentz, right? But they're still not being treated the same. Here's my question. Um, I know this. supposed we normally try to have silly fun times, but that we just have, how do you have silly fun times on this conversation? I don't know. Um, so what, what do we do with this as Christians? That's my question. What, mm. what do we do with this information? How do we help inform our lives? How do we help shape our lives, uh, personally? Um, and then publicly also, what do we do here?
2: Shayler, what do you got? I, first, let me just say that, uh, so being raised in a ministry home uh, with a dad who's been on staff as a music minister and now a pastor for a very long time, uh, I've seen both the very good side of, of it, and I think I've seen some of the underbelly of, of ministry and and i let me just say at a church where uh there's two long tenured uh former senior pastor now current senior pastor who have track records of integrity um so i it, it, but it always surprises me how much people can hitch their wagons to ministers or really buy into uh, a person and think that that person could never be capable of doing that. And being a pastor's kid, uh, let me just say that, you know, and that sounds like I'm indicting it, but it's not, I mean, I'm not, but I just, I've seen a lot of people in ministry make a lot of mistakes and I'm usually not surprised by it. Uh, the Robbie one surprised me a little bit. Um, and probably more so than any, any, other one has in a long time. Uh, but um, you just cannot ignore the depravity of man, and it takes place in in ministry. I had I, I heard uh, someone I respect a lot, who is a counselor, uh, talking about uh, people in ministry that mess up, and you know sh- she said, "Well, if we really unloaded all the skeletons in every closet, that would blitz every church staff, wouldn't it?" Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, man. And, and while at the same time, there is a standard that needs to be uphold. And yeah, when, when, when you have an affair, you, you need restoration and you need to go, um, rethink some things and, and, and work on your marriage. And you can't be shepherding souls while you're working on restoring your marriage or trying to restore your marriage and make yourself whole. You, I mean, those two things, just, they can't happen at the same time. So, um, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm rambling. No, but, you're not. <laughs> uh, I, I I think that as a Christian, and I know it sounds so cliche, but but if if you're if you're really just not if you're not looking to Jesus, and and you start to just really wrap your your following up in in, in whoever it's, it can be a dangerous game and all, man, it always comes back to bite you in the rear end, man. It (laughs) always does. You're always going to get hurt. You talk about people who have been, you know, a lot of people have been so wounded in church and, and my heart goes out to them. But sometimes I think like, man, you put your faith in a person and not in Jesus. And that's where the wounding comes from. and, that that's what happened. You got disappointed by a person and yeah, it hurts and it sucks and we've all done it. We've all been hurt that way, but, but the lesson you need to take in that is look to the Lord and don't let, don't let some person that wounded you distract your eyes from, from Jesus. You, Cause that's not good either.
0: Totally. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Mark Driscoll fan. I, I, when he was at Mars Hill, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that guy, <laughs> That guy was my pastor yeah. when I needed a pastor and and yeah he was he was he was what I needed. And then I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm tired of getting screamed at for an hour and a half every sermon. <laughs> <laughs> but but let me just say that when I was getting screamed at an hour and a half every sermon I needed it right I needed that yeah. that level of of ministry I didn't really have a, a a pastor that knew my name I literally was going to a Ouch. church where the pastor didn't know my name and so I needed a year and a half of 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 Mark Driscoll in my life
2: Let me just say that uh your current pastor knows your name very well and sometimes it
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> sometimes, oh, sometimes it <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's followed by "Oh, he's up to it again yeah <laughs> seth. Um,
0: i am listen
2: he's, he's very familiar with seth johnson
0: <laughs> that that makes me nervous um
2: I think it's um, meant to.
0: I don't think that. I don't think that your dad has uh, has has real a real social media presence. But I'm really worried about your mom. If I can be honest, <laughs> I think that your mom rats me out from time to time. Um, pastor's so wife. My
2: dad's social media presence yeah. is my mom. Oh, nice. Yeah. So and so like so yeah. My dad doesn't. But if you ever see Dan. Uh, Smith accidentally or not accidentally, but <clears throat> someone else who's running the Dan Smith page, like a Victoria's secret uh, photo. Oh, got it. <clears throat> that is not my dad. Okay. Uh, oh, there have no. been Good several <laughs> times where my mom's like, Oh, that's cute. And then my sister will call and be like, mom. And of course she knows it's my mom. Uh, and, <laughs> d- d- do you want dad to lose his job? You can't go like some of this stuff. That's well, I didn't mean to. I was just clicking buttons. Wow, I love it. That is oh, so my funny. My mom does not have a social media page. She she gets on as Dan Smith and gets him in trouble.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like she gets me in trouble too. I feel like she's ratting me out, and I love <laughs> I, I I love sister Pastor, so I won't I won't
1: uh, I won't throw her into this anymore.
0: But um, I have no clue where were we going with any of that. Um,
1: oh yeah, I needed Mark Driscoll. You were talking about Mark Driscoll.
0: There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed Mark Driscoll at that moment to to. But when it came out that like he was a bully to his staff, I was like, "Yeah, I see that."
2: <laughs> like, yeah, uh, no. Yeah. So I'm here's surprised. the thing. Here's here's what's crazy is that there are, you know, you know the term "eat the meat, uh, spit out the bones." Yeah, and mm-hmm. there are times like Mark Priscoll was very sound theologically, mm-hmm. extremely sound theologically he had a huge, Charles Spurgeon had a huge influence on him. Um, when I was a younger guy, I read one of his books. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was just very direct, very to the point, didn't beat around the bush. I mean, it was kind of like stop being stupid and do it the right way. And you're like, you know what? Right. I need to stop being stupid and do things the right way. And, but, and so there are times where it's like you, you can really tap into a guy's strengths while knowing that there are definitely some flaws there and there are definitely some weaknesses there. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Well, within reason
0: <laughs> had you been like, had you yeah, for real, you know, and the the fact that it was like, he, he was mean to his staff. Yeah. I can get that from his personality. Had you been like, he had an affair he had He committed adultery. I'd be like, uh, that, that I don't see. Like that—that that just goes against the message and like kind of what what I see with that, right? So there's some things, but he did take the time to um to heal and to rebuild and let God yeah. heal him and and grow and do those things. I feel bad because Ravi's wife didn't get an opportunity to experience that restoration. So mm-hmm. here's my question, Andrea: What do we do with the teachings of Ravi Zachariah?
1: Well. I think that here's what I was thinking <clears throat> a minute ago. In the Bible, God uses uh, a jacket to speak for him, right? So <laughs> I'm hoping you'll bleep that out for me. So Why? I'm not calling, <laughs> I know, right? I'm not calling, I'm not calling Ravi, Zacharias, or even Carl Lentz um a donkey. I but I'm saying that I don't think we disregard and throw out everything that Ravi ever preached or spoke or taught. We don't throw it out with these allegations. And I'm I'm very much with uh with what Shaylor said. I also grew up in a pastor's home. I've been uh surrounded by ministry my entire life. And I had a conversation with someone today that um I was telling them that I grew up in a pastor's home. And he said he made this statement to me and I didn't respond at the time because it the conversation didn't warrant it. But he said, you know, anytime I, I find out about a preacher's kid who still loves Jesus, I think, good job, Dad. And I my immediate thought was, man, that is a sad statement. That's a sad thing to think that to think about pastor's kids and to think about because listen, my dad raised 3 kids that love Jesus and serve him and we we don't um our relationship with the Lord is not dependent upon any man, not even our parents, not even my dad, or my mom. And we are independent thinkers. My dad taught us to be thinkers and to be logical and reasonable and look at things from every angle and from every side. And I think that's a lot of what is missing today. And so and that's what makes me sad, because Robbie Zacharias was the same way. He was a thinker. And he messed up. I don't know Carl Lentz. I haven't listened to maybe even one message by Carl Lentz. So I can't tell you what he preached. Okay. But so I listened to Ravi so I can.
0: Yeah. What, what do you do think, Shayler? What, what do we do with the teachings of Ravi Zacharias?
1: Well, I mean,
2: I I've podcasted Ravi's teachings for a very long time and they've always um, been great for me. They're very, uh, very logical. They're very sound. Um, so I know it's a Christianese word, but they really have ministered to me in in the full sense of the word where sometimes <clears throat> there can be messages that turn me off from the gospel and, and I have to be, you know, I start deconstructing my faith. <laughs> um, and Robbie has been the opposite of that. Um, so, you know, I, I I will probably still listen to him some. Uh, I've read several of his books, and I, I do think that the RZIM ministry probably will not be able to go on as under his name. Um, yeah. I think that there will have to be a reorganization. Um, I think the name is tainted, and uh, but. So the RZI ministries we know it I don't think will be able to exist. But um I mean it's just like with anything, like <clears throat> pick your favorite worship song. Uh that guy was probably an alcoholic, that guy was probably an adulterer, that guy was probably snorting coke. Mm-hmm. maybe not snorting coke but you know i mean, <laughs> I mean i've known musicians probably <laughs> yeah i mean we that's why that's why we we're, we're picking on musicians right. and but you still sing the song in church yeah you know mm-hmm. um, i think
1: about um I, mike guglielmucci I, and healer yes. Do you, you know that whole story behind uh, the the song of healer when this came out and I, I don't remember what year it was it was it was several years ago i was very interested in this because, number one, it happened um, at Hillsong or with Darlene Check. She was very involved, which we've discussed. Oh, is this the thing where the guy um, lied yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, let her, let her tell yes. the story. Okay. So so this, guy, <laughs> so this guy, his name is Mike Guglielmucci, Guglielmucci, um, something like that. And he wrote a song, and he claimed that he wrote the song Healer, and out of an experience that he was having with sickness. He, he had cancer and he wrote this song and he came to, uh, I believe that it was Hillsong. It may have been Darlene check's husband's church. Uh, they may, she may have already broken off from Hillsong and sang, sang the song. And he came up on stage. He was wearing oxygen, like a, a cannula and carrying an oxygen tank with him. And he sang it through his illness and then he was healed, and there was just it. It was an incredible story. That and
0: was, that was just a story,
1: <laughs> and it was just a story. It was yeah. all a lie. He was not sick. He was never sick. Ne- never been uh, diagnosed with cancer. And you know, I would say that. Yeah, that one.
2: So, is he still getting the royalty checks from it? He wrote it.
1: I'm sure he wrote That's it. That's why a lot, a song. lot of
0: churches, a, a lot of churches stopped doing it just so that he wouldn't get royalty checks. Meanwhile, it's still a good song, right?
1: It's so it's such a good song, and it would have been a good song without that story. Yeah, but yeah, would it is... have gotten the same attention? I don't know. Maybe not.
0: Right. Well and this comes back to that you know eat the eat the meat or eat the fish and spit out the bones. The problem is is that when the bone is, is hazardous to you and you che- and you choke on it. That
2: yeah, there are some bones that you that you can't swallow and that you choke on and will kill you. I think that when people have experienced uh I I I think I think it is limited Ravi's reach because there are people Mm -hmm. who have experienced sexual abuse who will never be able to be ministered to by him again. Yeah. Um, That is not me. I haven't, uh, for whatever reason, God has a, a lot of weird things have happened to me, but, but that specific thing hasn't been one of them. So I, that's not a, I have other wounds, but that's not a wound that I carry. So when I listen to Robbie, that, that's just not an association I'm going to make. I do know people that that is going to be the case for, and mm-hmm. and they he his ministry will will not speak to them and and so it's almost going to be an individual thing. Some people are going to be able to uh, listen to him and gain from that, and <clears throat> it's okay that some people aren't, and so you don't give up you you find other uh, ways to let the Holy Spirit work in your life and mm-hmm. let him speak to you.
1: And you, you don't feel, all I was going to say is that if that is you and you're like, I can never listen to Robbie again, that's okay. Don't feel like you have to try to get past something so that you can listen to him. There are other teachers and other people out there who can can still speak truth into your life that is not going to bring up a past wound or a past hurt that isn't going to bring up that that block.
0: So the Bible says that the word of the Lord will not return void. And so the Mm -hmm. question is, is it still the word of the Lord just because someone said it like they, they, like you said, he, he loses credibility with, um, Mm -hmm. with believers, with non-believers, with people who go, well, you know, you're a hypocrite, but let me just say like everybody in the church is a hypocrite. Like you say, like, I don't want to go to that church. It's full of hypocrites. Yeah, exactly. We're, That's that's what churches are. It's it's a place full of hypocrites, people who who try their best to be what God wants them to be, but still realize that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. My my bigger concern beyond just the head the head space of Ravi Zacharias's fall is the heart space of Carl Lentz's fall, because I feel like what he spoke to. Um, captured the hearts of unbelievers in a very, uh, in a, in a geographic location that's very hostile to the gospel. You see what I'm saying? Like him being in New York and being able to capture hearts and having people go, oh, it's, it's cool to, to love Jesus and then be like, oh, well, he's a hypocrite. Like if his, if the theology, if the teaching, if the structure, if the small groups, if all of those things that that keep people a part of churches during down times weren't there to take care and and and, and shepherd the people, you, you have an issue. Um I don't know. Another thought that I was having is that Carl Lentz was supposed to be a pastor and supposed to be a shepherd, and that's not what Ravi Zacharias was. He was not a pastor. He was not a shepherd. He was an apologist he was he was a thinker, his job was to think about these things and present them in a good way um and he did that unfortunately, you know people won't be able to hear that anymore because of the moral failure that 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 happened so I don't know i'm just i'm just trying to I'm just trying to put all my thoughts out there because i feel I feel bad my head feels bad because it's like oh we're gonna miss those those arguments and people are are not gonna <laughs> listen to them anymore. But then my heart feels bad because of how many people probably walked away from the faith after Carl Lentz. So, okay, so we, we've kind of answered the questions about what do we do with pastors who fall? And we've uh, asked, uh, what do we do with speakers who fall? Now here's my next, my next question. What do we do with prophets who fall and they get it wrong? People who <laughs> prophesy something's going to happen and then it doesn't come to pass. What do we do with that? Shaler?
2: Oh, boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um. <laughs> uh, how many people from our church listen to this? <laughs> um, the
0: only people who listen to it are people from our church
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: so. Uh, um, I don't know. I Let me, let me just say, this is my opinion. Yeah. I, um, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> However, and let me say, I fully believe in prophecy. I have had, I've experienced it personally, uh, at a very deep level. I've experienced, um, Lord speaking to me through a person that there's there's possibly no way that anyone else on the planet could have known that I've, that is that has happened to me. Let me also say I don't think it happens near as much as people like to pretend that it happens. Hmm. And so, <clears throat> um, I I'm not a big fan of people. I'm not a big fan of the title prophet when you say I'm prophet so-and-so. Uh, I do think anyone is believer can be capable of giving a prophetic word. I've seen it happen and I've and that person doesn't carry the title prophet. I think when you start placing the title, it just can become very pretentious and, um, so but you're that, that wasn't your question. your question is what do you do when when they when they get it wrong um, dude i and I've talked to um I've talked to Caleb Prouty a lot about this. Shout out to Caleb Proudy. dude I, yeah i. And we, I know I mean, I'm not speaking. Let me, let me just rephrase. I'm not speaking for Caleb. Okay. Let me just say, I've spoken to him about this. I'm a very weary, very leery of when people say thus saith the Lord, mm-hmm. because if you're wrong, if, if like, say you think you're 99%, right, there's only 1% chance that you're wrong. If you are wrong. That is blasphemy of the highest order. And when you sit there and you say to me, thus saith the Lord, in my mind, I sit there and think, you don't have a very deep fear of God because mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for him and be wrong. Now, let me just say, there's, there's a big difference between thus saith the Lord and, hey, I've been praying and this is what I think the mm-hmm. Lord is saying. I think that's perfectly allowable. Um, and i feel that this is what the lord is saying because you're allowing a place for your humanity and your incompetence and and all of that stuff and it's still placing all authority and all the the right attitude toward god and his sovereignty but it's allowing for the fact that man you, you can if you're just not aware of how badly you can mess it up yeah man so the the I, I just, that scares me, man. The, the, thus saith the Lord. Um, I, uh, that's, you know, it, I pull a, uh, I pull a, um, how I treated Seth Johnson the first time I saw him. I just turn around and walk the other way. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> uh, look, I'm look just at that let big it. goober. See gonna, you later, man.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, it's fair. It's accurate. Um,
2: Andrea, why am I... You won (laughs) me over, man. You won me over.
0: I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, I told you that. Andrea, why am I asking about this?
1: Uh, Well, because uh, this week, or actually the end of last week, Jeremiah Johnson, um, Jeremiah Johnson Ministries, he released a public apology because he... Prophesied that Donald Trump was gonna win the 2020 presidential election, and he had to issue an apology because he got it wrong. although say, there are still some people who think he may have gotten it oh, right. Oh, we're not we're not God going there. for owning it though. I, I mean, I, you know what? I mean? No, yep. we're not going to touch
2: it. Yeah, yeah good. For the, you. Fact, the fact the you... fact that he owned
0: it, I'm I'm super impressed with.
2: That's um, credibility to me. I mean, I I will now listen. Yeah. To the next thing.
0: It's, it's easier to listen to the next thing, knowing that he, he didn't stand by, he even said in his apology, like, yeah. I'm not going to say he actually won and it was actually stolen. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do any of that. I miss the mark. This is how it happened. Mm-hmm. This is everything I heard. This is what I thought. And he just goes through it. He explains his, uh, prophetic process i guess through through the whole mm-hmm. thing um i yeah. don't know what what are your thoughts on it andrea
1: i am very much i'm saying this a lot i'm very much like shaler that's kind of scary to me uh that we never agreeing thought you'd so say that. i never thought i'd say that so many times in one one episode um no i i agree i think that people who who always say, <laughs> thus saith the Lord, uh, yeah, you, you're you opening yourself up, and and you, you should be much more afraid than you are. Here's what I do when I see a, a prophetic word, um, depending on who it's coming from. Number one, if it's coming from someone that I think, well, if it's coming from one set of people, I probably just will go right past it and not even give it any credence at all there are a small group of people that if if they were to say that that strongly um i would read what they say and i would hold it up next to the bible and if it does not stand up next to the word of god then i'm not going to give it any i'm 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 just not going to give it yeah. any weight personally
2: so my, my dad had someone mm-hmm. give him a prophetic word within the last <clears throat> four or five days. Mm. And, um, so he emailed it to, uh, three or four other pastors that he respects. And, uh, I'm not going to tell you what the prophetic work was, I will tell you that. And so he sent it out to three or four pastors that he respects. And one of them which I thought this was kind of a little bit of wisdom replied when someone comes to me with a prophetic word, I always ask, what is their agenda? Mm, and good. if they don't have one, um, then I'm, you know, I'm a little bit more open to exploring that path, but there's a lot of times where, you know, that people have an agenda and it's a, a way of, calling on a higher power to try and control you so what what is the agenda and why that word was given
0: that's good or is Um,
2: there an agenda is there an agenda
0: agenda. absolutely okay so here i did i had no clue that the conversation was going to go this way this is the way that dropping sunday works welcome (laughs) to the show guys um (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about prophecy for just a little bit more. I, I want to dig in a little bit more. So, oh, boy. When it comes to prophecy, there's two kinds of prophecy. There is foretelling and forthtelling. okay? Foretelling is the person speaking is the mouthpiece of God. Forthtelling is someone predicting the future as revealed by the voice of the Holy Spirit, okay? Those are the two types of prophecy. Proph- prophetic words... When they are accurate, never reveal something. Prophetic words are never revelation. They are always confirmation. When you have someone speaking a prophetic word over you, if it is relevatory to you, if it is something that you have never thought of before, you should really, really think.
2: Can I give you two more types of prophecy that I think are also the same thing? Yeah. Word, words of comfort and words of challenge, not word. The challenge is not condemnation. It is not uh, shameful. It is a calling you to a higher place. And yes. it's a good thing. And and when you get a word of challenge, it it is, it's like getting excited about something new. And it's like, you know, the Lord is stirring something in you. And then there's words of, of comfort where, you know, you just, sometimes you just need a hug. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely.
2: But I mean, if, but I, I think that those fit into what you're saying.
0: Yeah, if you ever have something that's a complete re- revelation to you, that's one that you want really want to be you you really want to be um, cautious of. If it is something that is confirming, right, not revelation but confirmation, that that you can probably hold to a little bit more. Um, just like Shaler was saying. If you're being challenged, if the word is coming to you that's being challenged, usually in my experience, and I've been around it a lot, I have grew up in this whole thing, that challenge is something you are already feel, feeling, and someone's challenging you to do what you already know that the Holy Spirit has already mm-hmm. put into your heart. If someone is encouraging you, they're doing something that you already know that you need encouragement for. So if someone says anything that's against the Bible, it's wrong. If somebody says anything that doesn't line up with your spirit or it feels wrong, it's wrong. And if somebody's like, oh, think about this in a completely different way, thus saith the Lord, ugh, you should really, really be careful with that. I remember one lady that I was talking to, she, talk, she told me about a, uh, uh, someone who walked up to her and said, um, thus saith the Lord, my daughter. And the lady said, stop. I don't have a good relationship with my dad. God knows that he does not call me his daughter because my healing hasn't happened yet. What you're saying isn't true. I'm not going to listen to anything else. Stopped it in the middle of it. No, that's not from the Lord because the Lord would never call me his daughter. He's not doing that right now. What? Like that's some boldness, but I love it. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so that's uh, that's yeah. just something just to kind of consider is that if someone tells you, this is what's going to happen in the future. Usually it's because their confirmation that they're feeling in that prophetic word is a confirmation of their own agenda. It is a confirmation bias of what they want to happen. And so if I want this to happen, obviously God wants this to happen because I'm a man of God. So thus saith the Lord, this is going to (laughs) happen. So you just got to be careful. Just got to be careful.
2: And then you get into the world of superstition.
0: Well, talk about it.
2: I'm just saying I think <clears throat> prophecy can be very you, you say things, <clears throat> you speak things into existence and it then is a you're saying it more out of superstition because you want it to actually happen instead of basing it on the word of God.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. It's good. Um at at Youth Camp, uh, when we used to go to New Breed Youth Camp, um I remember the leaders there they they would leave place for the students to pray for one another and and to speak speak over one another but they would always say if and this this was true for any student that was speaking and any adult that was speaking over a student if they're saying uh, mates or dates <laughs> it's probably not prophetic yeah if if someone is giving you you're going to marry this person or they're saying this is going to happen on this day mates or dates it's probably not probably not prophetic and you can you can probably dismiss it i like it i was i always appreciated that <laughs> okay so
0: here's what we've recapped right mates or dates what do we do with uh with a fallen pastor we allow that pastor to heal his own he- heal his relationship and we pray for the people that were his flock that their hearts won't go away from from the 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 master shepherd, right? What do we do with a a fallen preacher, um not pastor but a preacher some or or a fallen teacher, some something along those lines? We we realize that the word of God doesn't return void and and we pray for the people mm-hmm. that he may that he may have hurt and uh pray that uh, another one gets raised up in his place that pe- those that other people will listen to, right? Um mm-hmm. What do we do with a, a fallen prophet? Um, if they're repentant, you, you 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 receive it. You you listen to it. If they're not repentant, I don't know. The Bible says stone them. I don't think we should. I think we but 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 that's but that that's where we're at.
2: Um, if you put it into a modern interpretation, yeah. What would it, a stone? I, I mean, be? The, the stoning. Well, it's at the very least a level of accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, so for there, there was a consequence, some type of consequence when you got up there and talked out of your, what do you know? Cause your weedies were upside down that day. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to be very careful about my choice of words.
0: Yeah. But, no, you're doing a great uh, job. I'm but, really but, proud of you.
1: Probably smart.
2: <laughs> thank you. But, but, but there is, I think we should hold people accountable for their words that they say. And you can't just say something and 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 it not have any type of ramification.
0: Are, yeah. are you sure? You've been around you've been around the last couple of years, right? Like are you sure? Because people
2: <laughs> are
0: are you sure <laughs> that words don't have <laughs> ramifications? <laughs> are we
1: sure? Yeah. Well, that's oh, what he's saying. Yeah. That's what he's saying, that it should. It should. That it should. So,
2: the accountability is sometimes that that you know. I mean, you've got to have some type of level of discernment to know that <clears throat> this is not a voice that is credible. Yeah, And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and sometimes it's the spirit in which the, the, the prophecy is given, you know, when it is like every prophetic word that I've encountered, there's been a spirit of humility all around it. Mm-hmm. And when I don't get sense that, um, I, I'm not paying a lot of attention, man. I'm just not. I mean, there's TV channels that I just don't watch. And There's people that say things I just don't listen to.
1: I think that what we're saying overall <laughs> is don't tie your faith, your relationship with the Lord to any one person. Let your relationship with God be just that, let it be your relationship with him and, you know, read his word to you, read the Bible, seek out him, seek out his face, seek out his words to you and, and let that carry you. And don't, you know, if you put all of your faith into a, into a man, they're going to let you down and it's, it's going to hurt. And there's going to be there's going to be a uh, fallout from that. But if you keep your eyes on on the Lord and keep them lifted high, then, you know, you're in a much better place. So you
2: guys have heard that, that maybe, you've, maybe you've heard this, maybe you haven't, but you have a level of expectation. And I think sometimes the problem is people put false expectations in ministers and you have this level. And I know we're on video and you can see this. And then you have this level and that's your reality. And so the greater the difference between those two things the, is the greater the pain. And so you see so many people that, that place these false expectations in ministers and then they, the the reality comes out and yeah. then you see people experience this pain. And so uh, you just have to be ever so careful. Mm-hmm. I, man, I feel like we need to talk about this. And it, the thing about ministry is it can be so lonely and so, like when you even with the Carl Lance and with the Robbie, I, like I understand how you get to that place because you feel like you have no one that you can talk to.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: the second you 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 do, you feel like the way that I provide for my family is now gone. Mm-hmm. And so wow. I think that um, I think that we have to be, and and. I know we've kind of ragged on lens more than we have Robbie, but I, yes, I, I think there's a standard. I don't think you can shepherd souls, but I also think, man, it's really hard and you've got to show those people grace.
0: And, and that's this, yeah. and that's a whole other conversation about like, even if you're a pastor and you have you can edit
2: that part out,
0: no, it's great. If you're a pastor and you have a moment of doubt or you're trying to work something out, like, you better do that privately, because if you do it publicly, you can lose your job. You know? And, like, who do I talk to about that? Otherwise, things get really, really lonely. Um, speaking of lonely. Is that a hill song? No. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> That is actually uh, Justin Bieber, which leads us to...
2: Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast!
0: Ah! Hillsong rejects Justin Bieber as pastoral candidate for not having enough tattoos. After recent reports that claims Justin (laughs) Bieber was training to become a Hillsong pastor, the superstar pop (laughs) singer took to social media to clarify that he had been rejected from serving as a pastor since he doesn't have enough tattoos. I'm striving, I'm learning, I'm growing, said Bieber, but I haven't arrived yet. The leadership at Hillsong explained to me that I still need to work on my hair, and wardrobe game, in addition to me getting at least three more tattoos before I'll be ready to preach and teach at their church. God willing, I'll be ready in two or three years. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the fact that you were like, "Is that Hillsong?" and that's what the Babylon Bee was <laughs> was super on point.
1: Oh, no, no, not the Bee, not the Bee. Taylor, do you know what Babylon Bee is?
2: I I know. So I'm not on on uh, social. Well, I I kind of have an Instagram page that, that um, I seem to only log into when I go to China. Okay. <laughs> even though there's a, there, even though there's a Chinese firewall and you can't do it, but I don't have a Facebook page, but I do know that the Babylon B is a satire website.
0: Yes. yes.
2: This and is true. I know that a lot of people like my grandmother do not know that it is a satire website. <gasps> um... and <laughs> And there have been several other people that send me articles every once in a while and say, can you believe? And <clears throat> No, but yes, it's not true. I know what it is. That's good. I do want to
0: point out that I think that it's awesome that a youth pastor in 2021 doesn't have a social media presence. I think that that is.
2: (laughs) So is that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I think it's a bad thing. I think like everybody else has one. (laughs) Well, most uh, of my friends don't. Most of what?
2: So most of my, most of my personal friends don't. Cool. have have a social media page. (laughs) Um. I, 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 my wife has a page and I can get on and every once in a while and see, uh, but dude, it's just not, oh man, can I give you my thoughts on social media?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> this is, you're, you're the guest.
2: <laughs> it's not like,
0: like, listen, we can edit stuff or we can just let this be a two hour show and I'm fine with that too. Good.
2: So I, I, so I have wrestled with the question of, yes, I'm, I'm a pastor. Should I have some type of social media presence? And um, and it's a real question, but when I've gotten on and I, I've wasted too much time, I've scrolled aimlessly, and I sat there one day and I said, the, there are only two – oh, man, maybe you should edit this, edit this out. There are only two types of people on here, people that – why am I looking at this? So I just, and so one year I gave it up for Lint and I haven't really gone back.
0: Well, okay. follow us on at Dropping Sunday on all the things.
1: We are uh, at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> That's where we're
0: at. All right, Andrea, what's your, what's your knock oh, for me man. this week?
1: So, can I just say that being laid off is my not for me?
0: Yep. Yep. You, <laughs> you absolutely go. can. Yep. Well, can I just say that All right. <laughs>
1: That's my not for me. What's yours? Seth? What about,
0: uh, well, now mine sounds really kind of trite. Um, I don't like, um,
1: Oh no, that's the, fine.
0: Okay. Is that, is that fine? What's not for me is, uh, is a thing that's happening on Facebook a lot where it's like, um, and I don't, I may have said this one before already, and it's still not for me. Um, right. All of these dumb word math puzzles, like you walk into a room with 37 people, you shoot four of them. How many people are left? Like all of that, like, (laughs) like that, that whole thing is not for me because it's not even about math. It's about how cleverly worded is this, you know? And I'm, I'm just, it's just, it's just not for me. It's, uh, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. And I used to be like, Oh, I can figure this out. Now I'm like, Oh, what a waste of time. What no. a waste of time. What about you, totally. Shayla? What's your not for me this
2: week? Totally. So you're saying that you, you're running into a bunch of things on Facebook that you have no respect for whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, follow yeah, us I on think dropping you're Sunday. i my progression. <laughs> follow us on dropping Sunday. It's uh, subscribe. It's good. <laughs> Don't forget to smash that oh, like man. button. Um, so, what about you, Shayla? What's your not for me this week? Do you know what not, not for me is?
2: I do know what not for me is. Okay. Just checking. Um, Go ahead. Let me just say, I'm going to tell you what is for me. Okay. Instead, what is for <laughs> me uh, is picking up my daughter every day and going to the park and swinging
1: on her Aww. way home from
2: work. That is something that is for me, and I love it. And. She loves it. And when I pick her up out of the swing to type for us to go home, she throws a tantrum, and I think it's adorable. And so <laughs> that's for me. Okay. There's something that's for me.
0: I, I love that. I, I love, love that. that. That that is for you. you didn't however, know I was that
2: positive. I however,
0: The segment is called uh, Not For Me.
2: Um, I don't think I miss <laughs> what you think thinking, miss. Uh, so... <laughs> You know what, Seth? You used to be not for me, and then that all changed. So your not for me's can change; they can. It's good to know. That's good to know. Good to uh, know. You, that's not the that's not the case anymore.
0: I appreciate that. How? Um,
2: <laughs> I don't Think I
0: miss what you're thinking miss. Not for me means what is currently not for you. Like I would say, <laughs> like uh, no. like currently not for me. What? <laughs> <Are you kidding> <laughs> <things>? <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! Currently, not for me. They're fine. They can be for other people. That's fine. For me, not for me.
2: Man, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm scared to say that that's not for me too. Okay, perfect. Those, okay, it's perfect. Oh, I'm
0: listen. I'm. Well, you think if I'm, I don't leave names in. Are you kidding me? No, that's okay. fine.
2: Take I don't leave it names
0: out. in. I'll take it out. Alright. Also Thank not you. for you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, perfect.
0: Also not for me.
1: <laughs> that is Has perfect. something something recent happened? Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh off the show for a second. Has something recent happened, like in the last couple of days that I've missed?
2: Uh, actually I have a post show comment on one of our topics you all might find interesting and then we could talk about what you just said if you'd like. It shouldn't take more than a couple minutes. Okay, perfect.
1: Um, yeah, let's go ahead and end the show and then let's come back to that.
2: Alright, that's a show.
0: But our thoughts and opinions are not the final word, dear listener. We would love to hear Ooh, what you think and your opinions are on any of the topics that we, uh, we've we talked about today. If we have uh, invoked your outrage, uh, please tell us about it. We would love love to hear about it.
1: Yes, we want to know you can uh, like, follow, and comment on the socials. Yes, social media. Uh, we are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What are those? Yes, and uh, forever you go. <clears throat>
0: Okay, for for every comment that Shayler gives us on uh on social media, we will oh give man. $100 to the YouTube. How about that? Let's do it. We'll Ooh. Yeah, bro. Ooh. But it has to be, yeah, your, we,
1: account. Has to be your account. has to from your account.
0: You have to get started. Um Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else it's going to be like $1, or $10. Yeah. There you go.
1: One dollar, something like that. Uh, remember, the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen uh, to this episode or to another episode, and then subscribe for next week because we will be back.
0: We don't know what we're going to talk about next week. I think we've had a couple heavy nope, weeks. don't we know might, yet. Can we can we watch a bad movie? Can we just like subscribe to Yeah, Pure Flix I'm sure or something we can like find
1: that?
2: one. I think I think you should have me back on, <laughs> and you should have me talk about the different just. Uh, dis- Parks around the world and their spiritual significances. Okay. I don't hate that
0: idea. Um, I'm. Gonna, it's going to be a hard sell for Andrea. Uh, but whatever we talk about next, week, uh, we will be back. And until then, this is Seth.
1: This is Andrea.
2: Oh yeah. Hey, I'm Shaler. Um, thank you. You can.
0: Oh my gosh! And this is dropping Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you stopped recording? No, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know when.